Greetings and welcome to a special edition of Harmonics. Today's guest is one of my favorite people in the music scene today. He is one of the world's best drummers in my opinion. The great Gene Pardue. What's up, baby? Thank you, Greg. You just said some very nice things about me and I want to thank you and I'm glad to be here on the show. Oh man, you know, Gene, I am so happy that you're here today because it's about time. This is really Gene's third appearance on our show. He came in here with Billy London. And then let's give a plug to Johnny Mahalo and the Wild Coconuts. He, he's been a lot of places on the musical landscape of the Bay Area, Northern California, everywhere. So let's talk to him about, let's, let's just get started where it was. Where did it all begin for you, Gene? Well, um, my parents, uh, they, they, are, they were a, a big component and me uh, starting to play music. They believed in me and stuff. Uh, from an early age, uh, uh, my dad was a house painter and he used to bring home these empty paint cans and thinner cans and stuff and I'd stack those up and try to make some noise out of them and, and, and stuff. And uh, um, th this kind of, I guess, showed some incentive. Uh, uh, so uh, in the fourth or the fifth grade, there were signups for band. And uh, they actually went out and bought me, uh, so I would have an instrument at home, <clears throat> a Ludwig snare drum. So I, you know, it, it, the, the the pounding on the cans kind of, you know, turned into a, a bit of music, you know, mm -hmm. driving the neighbors crazy. So this this kind of <laughs> got me organized and stuff. And uh, um, I started playing in the band, the, the school band. That's at Tennyson. Did you go to Tennyson? No, this is this, this was in elementary school. Oh, in elementary fourth school. or fifth grade. Okay, and. Um, uh, that that was okay. I, I, I was practicing this and that, and uh, uh, Beatlemania started, you know, and and all this. So I, I required a, a, a bit more stuff. Uh, somehow I wound up with a cymbal and a stand, and uh, I think my dad went out and bought a hi hat stand for me and stuff. And I, I used the the uh, the snare drum case, leaned it up against the wall, and just just was kicking it, you know, like for a bass drum, you yes, know. Yes, I can understand. And uh, uh, all this was happening and stuff. And uh, uh, 1966 rolled around, mm -hmm. and uh, I met this uh, this kid around the block mm -hmm. named Ken Trujillo. Yes, and uh, he had a full full set of drums and, and a band. Uh, and uh, one night, me and my mother um, walked around the block to see this band practicing. They had the garage door open, and um, it, it was the, the the most wonderful thing I ever seen. These guys were actually playing instruments. Uh, Kenny had this, um, uh, you know, the old Christmas uh, light that, that that would change colors oh, on, right, on, right, on the right, drum. Right. He had a, a, a Ludwig uh, sparkle drum set, uh, silver silver sparkle. <clears throat> and uh, I guess he had heard about me, you know, uh, playing the paint cans and and and. Uh, and, and playing the snare and stuff. So he says, come on over here. His band was playing and stuff. Uh -huh. And my mother just kind of just kind of just gave me a, a real 
loving nudge, mm -hmm. you know, and I walked in that garage and, and uh, that, that just changed my life. I mean, the, the whole garage smelled like uh, Jade East and Aquanet hairspray. <laughs> And uh, great, that's great. And uh, these guys were playing. It was it was actually the first time I'd ever seen <clears throat> like a a whole band play live. Mm -hmm. I'd seen them on TV, you know, and they were lip syncing and you know posed and stuff. Uh, but this year was like the eye of the hurricane for me. And um, uh, from that from that point on, <clears throat> Kenny and I became good friends. And uh, it was a whole summer at his house uh, uh, playing drums and. Uh, he had a stereo hi-fi and uh, he was showing me, <clears throat> you know, beats, you know, some of these guys were doing in the James Brown band and right. stuff and, James uh, you know, and all these, all this stuff. And uh, so it kind of set me up uh, when, when I got a, a drum set, I, I pretty much knew how to play already. And uh, that summer, that September, my birthday, my parents went out and, and bought me a, a Ludwig drum set. I mean, a, a real Ludwig drum set, Beautiful. you know, and... Um, um, you know, I just needed to get the, the experience of, of playing and stuff. And <clears throat> so that, that's, that's kind of how it started for me. And high school rolled around and, you know, you make friends and stuff. And I started playing with, um, uh, Craig Reinhardt. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he was the first kid, I think in the Bay area that had a Marshall amp. Wow. Yeah. And I started playing with him and, uh, Wayne Litz on the bass and, we we would uh, do these jams and stuff, and uh, we we all went to school with this guy named Mike Falloon, who who was a, a few years older, and uh, he he was playing the bass in, in a in a group called Nimbus. I remember Nimbus very well. Yeah, and uh, very good band. Yeah, they were good. They they had this kind of cream thing, and they were you know yes. they were good. Uh, but he quit the band because he wanted to play guitar, so he scooped me and Craig and Wayne up and, and formed a. A band with us. What's was, the band called? Uh, Children of America. Okay, great. And and uh, we we played uh, a lot of the hippie bashes, uh, you know, the beans or or whatever, uh, and stuff. So this this was a a real eye opener because uh, Mike showed us how to rehearse mm -hmm. and 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 just you know play you know he's doing all all of his stuff you know and uh, play original material and, and stuff. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just hop back. You got a cute story that we talked about earlier um, about your buddy on February 9th. Tell the little story when the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan, what actually happened that night. Well, um, when the Beatles came to America, this was the big buzz around all the schools, yes. everywhere. Every, everywhere was a buzz. And I was looking forward to this just like everybody else. Yes. And uh, the very day that this program was, was to air, the Ed Sullivan Show, our TV went out, <laughs> and so I'm thinking, what am I going to do? How uh, how, how's this going to work? So, I, I didn't. I, I kept it from my dad. My intentions, you know, because I didn't want to blow my cover, you know. Yeah, so exactly. it, it got to be about a half hour before the show, and I and I and I asked my dad, "Can I go over to Billy's house across the street and, and watch the Ed Sullivan show?" Well, he says no. He says uh, it's a school night. And I think in reality, he was thinking, well, if I'm not watching TV, you're, you're, you're not going to watch it neither, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, back in the days, we, we didn't contest anything. No. You just got to sit there and kind of stew about it, right. you know. So I go, okay, this, is, this, is, this, this ain't yeah, bad, but, but, <laughs> yeah, but I got to take it. So I'm sitting there, I guess I'm, I'm reading comic books and stuff, and 
gets to be about bedtime and I'm looking across the street at my friend Billy's house and there he is taunting me. He's, 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 uh, he's in his underwear and he's got this tennis racket shaking his head like a beetle, like, like nah, 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 you know, really giving me the business. She loves you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had to go to school that Monday with my story of uh, the, the, a blank TV and, and Beetle Billy across the street giving me the business, you know. Holy smoke! That's great. That's a great. I had to, I had to get that story in. Uh, Tom Brown. Uh, Tom, uh, uh, very important to me. Uh, <clears throat> I met Tom. Uh, he he used to have a he used to run a lot of dances at the IDS Hall, and uh, I think he seen me play with a band. I'm not sure which which band. It could have been Children of America or, or somebody else, but uh, he thought I was pretty good and and. Um, uh, he he called my house and and uh, he says I want to uh, put together a band with you or or whatever. I go well, Tom, uh, you're gonna have to come and meet my folks. So he came over and met my folks and and he and he says I'm I'm Tom Brown, uh, a promoter, uh, a bass player. Uh, I think your son's very good, and I want to take him on the road with me, and we're gonna make some money. And um, uh, from that point on, Tom has been uh, in my life. We we uh, great guy. Yeah, we we played in Monterey at uh, the Army base there. We had a steady gig at um, Treasure Island uh, for for quite a while, making good dough. Mm -hmm. um, there was a couple of holidays. Uh, he he took me up to Squaw Valley, and we played there at uh, at the resort there for like a two week stretch. And and uh, I was making some pretty good dough, and I was still in high school. You know. Isn't that nice? Then, when you're actually doing that, you're actually moving around and and, and yeah. playing those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. uh, so from that point, you get you you got your own drum set. Yeah. Still have your kit, and then all of a sudden you start. Did you start branching out? And then all of a sudden you kind of lingered into a city called Berkeley, where <laughs> some great, great shows. Yeah. Uh, great clubs. You want to talk about that? Were you with, uh, is, is that the same time that you met with, up with the Punch and Dunbar and them? Or No, that, 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 was, that, was, that, that was way after the fact. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about your, how you'd stream into the Berkeley scene. And, well, it, it, it started, uh, um, I, uh, me and Jim Lyons, we had a band uh, uh, for a while. And that, that band... Jimmy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that band... Uh, uh, broke up for whatever reason, uh, and uh, maybe about a year or so, I, I got a call from from him, and, and he explained to, to me his situation, what he was doing, and it didn't sound very appealing to me. Uh, uh, another couple of months went on, and 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 I got the same call from Jim. Uh, so I went and checked uh, uh, his band. At the time, Jimmy was playing with Eddie, uh, uh, Eddie's band, The Rockets, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and so uh, we set up some rehearsals. Uh, Eddie has changed his, uh, his his name to Eddie Money. Right. And uh, I rehearsed with Jim uh, and the bass player for about a week or so. And uh, off to the Long Branch we went, and uh, I played with Eddie for a couple of years. Yes, you uh, did. Yeah. Yeah. We played some shows together. Yes, we did. Uh, Peak was... Uh, one of the bands that, that, that opened up for us, uh, you guys were very good, and uh, that brother Mark of yours can really drum, I want to tell you. He had this this, this uh, uh, red, white, and blue sparkle set yes, and with the cymbals kind of set up, uh, yeah. you know, just like that, and had this kind of way of playing, and thought you guys were very good. 
You know, you, you talked about the Long Branch. You played at Keystone, the Maybu, hey. Um, tell us about, you, you were with Eddie, and you got into a situation. You had a, uh, a lawyer, a musical lawyer, uh, David Orwitz, mm -hmm. and then you actually got signed, and you actually played on Eddie's first album. What were the cuts that you did, and then what transpired after that? Well, uh, it's kind of a, a reverse story. Right. When, when Eddie got his record deal, uh, he, he, he broke up the existing band. Mm -hmm. uh, did, uh, so Your bass player left, too. Huh? Uh, yeah. He, he, he just, he, he just kind of kept Jimmy and, uh, I think, I Randy Nichols. Right. Uh, um, so I, I just figured, well, this is all right. Um, you know, I didn't hear from any of these guys for, for the longest time. And uh, I'd moved back to Hayward, mm -hmm. got a regular job. Uh, so I, uh, one day I got a call from, it was either Jim or, um, Jerry Pompili from, uh, uh, Bill Graham, Bill Graham, uh, wanted me to fly to LA to do, uh, uh, these three tracks, uh, that the studio guys that they had, uh, weren't, it just wasn't working out. They wanted more of the live sound and stuff. So, uh, on the plane I go, uh, got there. We, uh, uh, for two days, uh, worked on rock and roll star. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and the next couple of days, uh, Gambling Man and, and, and Don't Worry. Wow, you did those three? Yeah. And, you know, and, and your, your granddaughter's here today, right? Yes, she is. What's her name? Uh, Brianna. Brianna. Brianna's here in the studio, and what's really ironic about all this, come on up here for a second. Come here, honey. Come on in. I want, this is a kind of a, come on, go by your grandpa. Um, it's kind of interesting because really your 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 grandfather was truly one of the great drummers, um, and came and actually came this close and to, to touch the golden ring. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that we played in clubs where we were actually playing among some great stars: Y.N.T., uh, Earthquake, Eddie Money, uh, Back Rose, Peak, etc. There was a lot of Huey Lewis in the news who was called Clover at the mm -hmm. time. A lot of great competition, but your grandpa. When you leave tonight, please give him a big kiss, okay? Thank you for coming on the show, okay? Yay. Thank you. And you could you could go back to your little oh. seat. Thank you. Thank you for That's coming Brianna on. That's Brianna Newsom. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, there she is. That's our shout-out. There you go. <laughs> um, so you, you played on those, and then you kind of went moved around a little bit after that. You did a movie. Yeah. Uh, during the time I was playing with Eddie, uh, this guy named Michael Mason was filming... Uh, Eddie and his shows, um, uh, even before I was in the band, mm -hmm. uh, for his school thesis or, or something. And when, when Eddie got his record deal uh, with Bill Graham, uh, uh, threw some more money at it to, to com complete it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, from my understanding, it, it did very well at the Cannes uh, Film Festival. Yes. And uh, yeah, it, it was showing in, in the Bay Area and stuff. And mm -hmm. I went and seen it. And it was it was kind of cool, you know, mm -hmm. to see your name, you know, in lights, uh, in lights, you know, in film. Oh yeah, on the credits and right. stuff going up like that. And uh, what's ironic about that? We opened up for him that night, and our and our and our right. stuff it actually was cut and laid on the director's cut. So I'll find that <laughs> cut somewhere. So let's go. After you did all of that. Um, you've kind of uh, went into a, a great band, another great band, Lucky Strike. Yes. Let's talk about Richard. Uh, what was Richard's last uh, name? Richard Milam. Um, yes, uh, th this was in the 80s. Uh, uh, Lucky Strike was a, another Berkeley band. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, very Hot. good. Yeah, very good bluesy uh, 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 jump swing band with uh, Richard at the helm. Uh, you know, he was he's the Mr. Lucky Strike guy. Mm -hmm. And... Um, 
I, I'd known uh, when when I got invited in the band, I, I I'd played with some of the horn players, also Jack Holmes and Mike Pelican as well, and stuff. So. Um, it, it was probably the most musical band uh, uh, I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. uh, it was seven or nine guys sometimes right, that, you that guys ex were explosive. Yeah, uh, that were all had the same, the same Vibe. feel. Yes. You know, going you know with this uh, with this blues and stuff. And uh, I played with them for hmm, six or eight years. You uh, played. Um, you did a you did a nice little circuit. You guys played at uh, you know you played at uh, you know in the Berkeley scene. Then you guys played at uh, uh, Spanky's and you played mm -hmm. at uh, uh, the club. The what was the club up up on in Oakland up on the hill? Oh, the Lucky Lion. Lucky uh, Lion. Yeah. You, I, I remember seeing you and and I and I knew you and we we talked a little bit, but you were you guys were just explosive. Yeah, um, uh, Lucky Strike. Uh, the, the club owners loved us because we had our own built-in following. Uh, a lot of people would would go everywhere we, that we would play, and and Richard uh, booked that band a lot. Um, he sure did. Hard working. Is Richard still with us? Uh, no, he passed uh, a few years ago. Uh, uh, there, there were some other key players that have, have, have gone. Lex Silva, mm -hmm. uh, the bassist, uh, he he passed away. Uh, um, uh, but um, there there was a lot of a lot of folks uh, after that band that, that came into the band were that were just excellent uh, players. Uh, players uh, Willie Reiser on the bass and and uh, Joe Lacoco on guitar and also uh, Dave Vega uh, who played with Larry Graham's band uh, for many years. Yes, uh, yes. So it it was always a, a, a quality quality act and, and Rubicon he played with too. I, I believe so, but but it was a band that. Uh, uh, show band that that uh, you know we we would play the three songs in a row just to let everybody know who's the boss you know and, and I love that <laughs> <laughs> and, and that does tell you who's the boss you play three in a row it's yeah. bang, bang, bang. and uh, it was it was a great experience I learned so much about music and and um, and playing and 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 how to deal with these clubs uh, from Richard just watching him he he was he was a party all all on his own uh, all on his own yeah. and carried the parade yeah. so then after that you became a bass player for a while with Ju the Just 5 or the, Just 6 uh, Just 6 and because they used to be the Just 5 weren't they, or they No they, they, they were always just, they, just they were always Just 6 Sorry yeah. about that Ken um and uh tell me a little bit about that and then we'll move on to uh Drake Levin oh, Okay well um when when Bruce I was reading the, the the paper one day at work, and I seen this article about Bruce was going to write a book, put together a book of of Hayward, East Bay uh, music people. He he was uh, looking for people to interview and stuff. And uh, I go, gosh, I I I know uh, Sal Sicardo from yes. from uh, Just Six because I I uh, I knew his brothers from high school and stuff. And so. I got a hold of Sal and and uh, told him about what's going on. So those guys went over and did an interview, and so it took a lot of time for the book to get together and stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the Just Six had reformed with, with uh, five of the original members. Uh, the the singer Tony moved to Canada, and he's he's like a Mountie or something, you know. Um, and and once I heard this, I go, man, I'm I'm going to go to the rehearsals and check this out, you know, check Thank it you. out. And um, and so a few rehearsals, and as it turns out, Dennis, the the original uh, bass player, Dennis Brock, uh, wasn't feeling well, not not doing very good, and he was missing some time. And I I said, well, uh, give me the bass, I'll uh, I'll get you through the rehearsal. 
and so I uh, I kind of knew knew some of their stuff anyways, and, right. and had some experience, and so they they kind of let Dennis go, uh, you know, because of his situation, and they hired me. So now I need some bass equipment. <laughs> so <laughs> off to the music store I go, and um, so I played with them for for a couple of years, and it, it was it was a great experience. I'm uh, from not being you know yes, no, no drums, either. you know. Right, right, right. Um, and, and their material was great. They were doing Yardbirds, uh, Beatles stuff, uh, animals, uh, all, that, all that stuff that we like, you know. And, uh, I love the Yardbirds. Great bunch of guys. We played a, a couple of Bruce's uh, book signings also, which went very well. Let's do, let's, let's talk about, um, so then after you transformed in that, bass player and all that, you went to, let's talk about Billy London. Yeah. Tell me about Billy. Well, he was on the show, by the way. Yeah, the yeah. Um, and Andy, they're, they're exceptional. But let's talk about yeah. how it was with Billy. Well, it, uh, uh, with Billy, it goes back uh, back to my childhood again uh, because um, uh, uh, he was uh, one of the Staten brothers, yes. Mike and Jeff. Mm -hmm. And we all went to the same high school and, and kind of grew up in the same neighborhood. I, I grew up more on the Tennyson Road side. Okay. And, they, and they grew up on, on the harder roadside, so there's this, this whole yeah, that, the, yeah. The street separation. Yeah. Um, but but we all went to the same high school and stuff. And the the Statons uh, uh, back then were were like the Everly the, like the Everly brothers. These guys, uh, I remember when Rubber Soul came out, and, and and a week later, those guys were doing cuts from that record. I mean, just uh, they were killer. Yeah, just just killer. They were just killer. Um, so you, you did a spell with Billy, and now on the new horizon, on present day, what's actually happening right now, and you were guests uh, uh, a couple months back, you were with John Mahalo and the Wild Coconuts. Mm -hmm. They're coconut. Uh, yeah. You're I'm a, a wild coconut. Oh, yeah. They're, they're wild. I didn't know that they, you grow them wild, but they're, they're pretty wild. You know? So what are, you, what are you doing with that? What are you guys, what is that? Well, uh, we... we um, we we play a lot of clubs around here and yes. stuff, and we're we're open for parties and uh, a good band, good good bunch of guys. Uh, uh, we're just keeping it uh, four piece, you know. Mm -hmm. John John plays the guitar and he, and he plays the keyboards uh, pretty well, and 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 it's going pretty good. Good, yeah. So Gene, as we get get closer to the end of our program, tell me in a nutshell what what is what is it looking forward to you in the future what is going to happen to gene you're going to continue your passion obviously but what do you what do you see for yourself what do you really uh, you live a pretty damn good life you yeah, i sure do you know so, <laughs> so tell me and uh, tell me what what you're going to well, do um still keep playing you know uh uh your playing isn't like what it used to be you know when when we yeah. we were playing and and this and that, and you know, it's a little, it's getting a little tougher with the equipment, uh, dealing with that and stuff. But uh, I have other hobbies at home. I, I play the guitar. I, I've got uh, a whole arsenal of guitars and basses. I got this really nice Rickenbacker 12 string that I like, like playing on and oh, stuff. Excellent. And and uh, you know, sing Claudette some songs. You know, my my future wife right there. You want to bring and, uh, Claude on up? Yes. Here? Come on yeah, up come here. here honey. Come on up here for a second. We're having a little love fest here. Come on yes. up here. Come on. Come on, this, come on. Give her a hug. This, 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 is, this is Claudette. And he's getting, they're going to get married in a few, uh, maybe a few months in June, you said? Yeah, in June. In June, they're going to get married in June. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the chapel of Elvis. 
Chapel in Las Vegas, <laughs> yeah. man. They're going to elope. Yeah, so, Viva hey, Las Vegas. Thank you for for coming on and giving Gene a hug, okay? Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. He's a great guy, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah, huh? <laughs> We're getting everybody up here. Uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> we should call Sujo, my producer, because he's really the brain, and Danny, and they're all oh. just a great crew. Yeah. Um, but so, Gene, who do you listen to when you're at home just by yourself besides playing guitar? Do you listen to anybody at all? Yeah, you know, I, I like, um, like doo-wop. Um, I like John Bonham. I, I, I listen to reggae, so I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. So you um, know what? You talked about reggae. you got to listen to the, my, uh, the guitarist who used to play me, Vince Black. He's, he's a reggae artist, and I'll give you a little later when we're done. I'll, okay. I'll give Vince, yeah. uh, Vince Black a plug. Good stuff. So, you know, today's guest really, I, I can't tell you how excited I am just that he's here. He told you a little bit about his life, uh, brought his granddaughter in here, which was great, his future wife, which she's beautiful. Uh, it's just a beautiful family thing here, and Gene, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for having me. God bless you, and a long life, and, and musical health, and let's just keep on playing, right? Right, Greg. You know how I feel about you, brother. I love you too, man. So what is traditional here, we throw a kiss out to our fans, and, and here's we go. Thank you so much for watching our show, being worldwide. We're the most watched independent TV show on Chabot Comcast stations, and good night. God bless you all. Back at you. Thank <laughs> you.